Bob Dylan once said, <clears throat> It took me a long time to get young, and now I consider myself young, and I'm proud of it. Tonight we're getting into the youthfulness of aging and the comedy behind getting older. I'm Dean Young, I do a terrible Bob Dylan, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh yeah, it is Fringe time, baby. Toronto Fringe is back in the city and you are tuned in right here to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. If you didn't know this, listeners, where have you been these last few years? If you didn't know, your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. (laughs) They can. It's that easy. Your eyes can have Have it all at Hakeem Optical. Optical. There we go. And those... Fantastic singing voices you hear in studio. First time on the show, very thrilled to have them both here. We have Jerry Hall, who you may know best from This Hour Has 22 Minutes. And now appearing, of course, at this year's Toronto Fringe Festival. Very special project with Gary Pearson joining us in studio. Hello. And quite a comedy pedigree as well. Of course, Gary is an alum of The Second City and has written for, of course, This Hour's 22 Minutes, Mad TV, and a whole smorgasbord. A whole bunch of, of shows. Iconic comedy brands, if you will. So you guys, you're, you're working, you brought this show that you've worked on together, Middle Raged mm-hmm. is its name, and you're performing it at this year's Toronto Fringe. And you've actually, you've performed this sketch collaboration this show before before taking it to the fringe so if we could before we jump into really the nuts and bolts of what this show is all about what is sort of the what's the idea the concept behind middle rage uh is the concept was two friends getting together for coffee and complaining about middle age (laughs) (laughs) and uh going from there but uh you know raising kids and uh uh, getting into that point of life where, in, in my case, my kids are older, Jerry's are, are younger, but uh, you get to this point where your parents are aging and you're taking care of them. Uh, you're starting, your body's starting to fail on you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we thought, this is all really horrible or hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to go with the funny side of it and uh, send it all up. We just literally over coffee would commiserate about the gong show of our lives. Thought, wait, if we write this down and perform this, the people will pay money to yes. hear their relatable stories. Well, and it's sort of like it's you're in this sort of Ozark scenario where you're just like juggling and spinning all these plates and juggling all these problems all at the same time yes. and all these stresses, right? Yeah. Except I'm not I don't, I'm not in with the mob and doing no. uh, <laughs> drugs if that's what you're getting at. Yeah. That's just a rumor. <laughs> For you guys, how much of this show is about, so, and you talk about a big part of it, is you're confronting your own aging and, you know, the stresses of adulthood and raising children and sending them off on their own. Plus, your own parents are getting older and yeah. starting to, you know, we all fall apart eventually. Yes. So how much of this is sort of looking at your own mortality? Oh, Oh, that's that. Actually, there's a sketch early in the show that's exactly that, where we talk about uh, where Jerry and I play a couple and we're getting ready for a date night. We're very excited about a date night. And my character is so excited about it. And then she tells me that for our date night, we're going to sit down and do our will. (laughs) I was uh, flying back and forth to Halifax to shoot 22 minutes all the time. And I got that awful thought of what if I die in a plane crash? We need to get our stuff together. We need to know how this would work. And so for date night, I made him sit down and do our wills. And we thought we would bang that thing out 
in like 10 minutes and still hit the Mandarin and the Cineplex. <laughs> 30 minutes later, we were drunk and weeping and crying for the fates of as yet unborn children. It was a hot mess. And now it's a sketch in our show. Yeah, so Jerry told me that, <laughs> and uh, I thought it was really funny, so I just went home and wrote a sketch and just uh, made fun of her life. And uh, But yeah, that's that's a point where, there's a point where you're in a relationship, especially if you have kids and everything, where you go, oh yeah, we have to do our will. And we have to say what we want in a funeral. Like, what yeah. kind of awful thing is that to do to each other? But yeah, so the, so there's that, that uh, realization of you having to be grown up and having to do these things uh but all the while trying to stay romantic if possible and hopeful yes on that same topic actually we decided to do an improvised sketch as a part of the show where we go to an audience member and ask them some details on their life what they did for work all that stuff and then we take them to their own funeral yeah. <laughs> uh, and that came from gary and i we don't get invited to the weddings and the baby showers anymore. not as much it's Just funerals. funerals more funerals i that, keep my yeah. little black dress right by the front door i have seriously nine or ten dead facebook friends at this point which is a horrible thing but you know the 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 account doesn't go away they do they just kind of linger yeah yeah they're just kind of you know so you get this message it says hey you haven't connected with this person for a while do you want and no i do not expect (laughs) it from beyond the grave that's a perfect time to go to break as any we're going to come back with more of death mortality and taxes at Middle Age, Middle Rage, live at the Toronto Fringe. We'll be back with more of the Jerry and Gary Show right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Courtney Gilmore, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. That was like a weather girl. <laughs> Canada, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tonight we are talking Toronto Fringe. We have Jerry Hall and Gary Pearson in studio with us from Middle Raged. Hi. Welcome Hi. back. Yay. Yeah. It's great to be here. I am the studio audience in this in this panel tonight. Um, I've, I've played for fewer. You played, yeah, <laughs> I think we all have, yeah. But you won't at the fringe. No, That's no, the thing. no. We got uh, we're doing well on the pre-sales. I'm happy to say. I know. And yep. so, Middle Rage, we were getting into a bit of what this show is about, what the concept is before the break. And you guys, of course, you've you've played this show before. You've been working this show for a while before taking it to Toronto Fringe this mm-hmm. year. And we were talking about some of the you know darker subject matter that you kind of <laughs> tackle: mortality, friends dying, getting older, raising kids, trying to keep a marriage alive. Yes. And your parents potentially at the same time. Yes. But I think that's that's just the that's like the nucleus of good comedy is confronting those things in life that are a little bit more mysterious and dark and scary, right? And making people be able to laugh at them. Yeah, people think yeah. when they come out uh, for their date night to see our show, they're going to get away from all their troubles, and then <laughs> there they are, right there on the stage. We hold no. a mirror to their sad and troubled yeah. souls. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very happy hold. to say it was uh, very popular uh, when we performed in Oakville with mm-hmm. all my uh, kids' uh, hockey parents. Uh, really related to everything in the show, so we kept hearing. This was actually a really good feeling. Everyone said, my God, it's so relatable. Yeah. Something like that happened to me last night, or this is something my husband and I struggle with all the time. Yeah. And that relatable aspect of the show, I think, is very promising. We're excited yes. about that. Yeah. How cathartic was that actually sitting down and writing this stuff and so turning cathartic. it into performance, right? I mean, 
Well, the fun part too was also just uh, coming, uh, putting it on stage in front of our spouses, you know, who, <laughs> yeah. who we had the conversations with originally. It's not about you, babe. It's not us. It's not you're good. We're I, cool. In the sketch version, I come off way smarter, I'll tell you that, than in, <laughs> than in the real life version. But yeah. So, yes. yeah, so, so we, that is one aspect of it. Jerry and I are not a couple, but we try to get that uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, Lady Gaga vibe going so that the audience <laughs> yeah. thinks we're a couple, you know? Yeah, so. it's like the low rent version yes, definitely. of Lady Gaga <laughs> and Bradley yeah. Cooper. It's okay. We're okay. Yeah. Was any of it like writing this stuff and actually talking about this stuff, was any of it sort of uncomfortable to sort of plow through that and go, oh, I don't want to talk oh, yeah. about this. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, Jerry wrote this. Uh, I, I When I saw... Um, uh, uh, What's the, the movie with uh, the Bradley Cooper movie? The Star, Star, Star is Born. When I saw the Star is Born, I said, oh, I said to Jerry, we have to do something with Shallow. We just have to. Yeah. I don't know what the idea is, but we have to do something. And so she wrote this, uh, the song, uh, and it's all about this couple being really shallow with each other and just nitpicking and nagging at each other. And the language that she wrote, Jerry wrote, is, uh, <laughs> is it's kind of mean and on the edge. And it's like, yeah, but that kind of stuff comes up, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're shallow, all right. <laughs> it's true that a lot of the topics, they they were difficult. And then we had to find the funny in the sadness, right. right? And that's how, I mean, I've been blessed to be married for a really long time. So is Gary. And I think that one of the ways we've survived marriage is by finding the funny in all the nonsense. So that yeah. is in part where so much of this comes from. Right. And then some of the some of the things are difficult to laugh at. And but uh, so in those cases, we uh, try to take a step away from them a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, we're trying to laugh at uh, financial challenges. Oh, those are hilarious. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, another thing that I love, we do a, a parody of Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen's nice. yeah. hit. Uh, but Gary had this great idea because every time we went out for coffee to write these sketches, Hallelujah would be playing Second Cup, Tim Hortons, everywhere you go. And he said, let's write a song about how Hallelujah is on no matter where <laughs> the you hell are. you go in all these inappropriate situations. So he wrote it up and people have been going crazy for that song because it's just everywhere. Yeah. And that, that goes back to the mortality thing, too, because uh, you, you hear it at funerals as well. And so we put it in a funeral. Well, and I think that's maybe out of everything that you're tackling in this show. I mean, that's the most unavoidable thing there is, you know, <laughs> that yeah. maybe yeah. some of us avoid, but we're all going to die. You we know? can't avoid mortality or Leonard Cohen. Or mortality, <laughs> yeah. And in the end, neither could Leonard Cohen. No, you even know? he couldn't no. beat it. But yeah. it is that thing that's just staring us in the face constantly. So if there's anything else larger than that, that you can sort of take the, the power out of it by, you know, satirizing it. I mean, yeah. that's, what else is there but death at the end yeah. of the day? Well, you know, <laughs> this is a comedy it. station, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Comedy show? Well, what was it? The Who that said, I hope I die before I get old. That's you, right. You, you, get, you get away from that attitude after a while. <laughs> like you, you sing that when you're 20, but not so much later in your 50s. You don't uh, you don't sing that so much. You hope to actually hang in there and keep doing stuff, you know? Yeah, and you sort of, I guess you, you sort of make peace with these life stresses that come up. I think, you know, when you're first entering adulthood and, you know, you're you're paying your first mortgage, you're dealing yeah. with your first tax, whichever, whatever it is, you sort of go, oh, this is the most overwhelming thing ever. And then, you know, you have some kids, whatever you do, you're married for a while, you're dealing with this stuff in life, and you're just kind of like, ah, yeah, it's yeah. just part of life. 
You yeah. Know? I didn't mind the first mortgage. It's the second mortgage that's really <laughs> getting, out, getting on my nerves. But soon you're going to qualify for the chip reverse mortgage. Yes, I think I, I probably When you get old enough, you yes. can just live off of your house yes. until you're destitute. Yeah, and, then and your wife puts you in a home and pretends she doesn't know you anymore. I love, I love the idea of leaving nothing to the kids. <laughs> Why not? Live yeah. your life now, right? If right. there's something left, great, but do you first. Absolutely. We're going to come back do with... You. Do, do you. Do you. That is a good message to go to break with. We're going to come back with more Middle Raged right here on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Martha O'Neill and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played. And it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? It goes like this. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the battle king composing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is Toronto Fringe time. Hallelujah. We are talking middle-raged with Jerry and Gary in studio here. And we were talking before the break about how apparently Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen just plays everywhere you go. Everywhere. And that made its way into your show. Picture this. Picture a little bit of this. You'll hear it in line to buy socks at the Gap or with your feet in stirrups right before your pap. Its omnipresence feels a bit peculiar, that kind of thing. (laughs) It goes on, but everywhere we go, that song's playing, and it's just not appropriate sometimes. I know. Like Now I just want to be in a hammock and have a good cry. You do. Yeah, come to the show. You'll laugh. You'll cry. (laughs) That's right. It's a a slice of life, as they would say, you know. That's for sure. How much did you guys get to play talking about these song parodies that you're doing? And of course, Jerry, we've seen you do run the gambit of everything on this hour. For you guys, how much did you get to play with sort of different formats and pack some variety into the oh, show and well, we stretch some new muscles maybe yeah. even? Do you know what? That's one of the pleasures about writing your own sketch show. As an actor, and especially an aging actor, it gets more challenging to get booked. It's a it's a young person's industry, unfortunately. And Gary and I, the joy of this is that we just sat down and said, well, what do you want to play? What have you not done in a while? What are you really good at? And we just wrote sketches that were, we believe, matched to our strengths, which has been a joy. So there's some genre stuff. Yeah, the the spine of the show is really about how a couple is facing all these challenges. And Jerry and I play a couple sort of throughout the show. But um, at one point, we're... uh, we're animals in the in the city. <laughs> we play a raccoon and possum. At one point, we do a little Star Trek thing. We do a little Outlander thing. We do uh, uh, we we have the songs. So we're we're we do a lot of. There's a lot. And of we come from too. improv backgrounds at Second yeah. City, so we yeah, really wanted an improvised sketch in there. Yeah. So that part has been a joy. It's very empowering just to, as a performer, say these are the parts I can play well, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, and and I've been to a million sketch shows, and I've I've loved a million sketch shows. Uh, but one of the things I always want to see is I don't want to see them do the same thing in every sketch. So we try to 
uh, mix it up. And uh, but, but we but we do sort of have a little story that goes through the uh, hour long uh, show. So the 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 dots do connect right. if you're paying attention. <laughs> so it's sort of like this framework, but you you're you're taking people in and out of this yes. narrative where it's like yeah. this might be a funny song about this. This might be a yeah. bit of a darker sketch about this. Yeah. But it's, by the end of the show, threads start sort of connecting, right. and things that are mentioned in the beginning of the show have payoff later. Yeah. So the audience feels very smart at the end of the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. And we They're like, I remember this. This makes <laughs> sense to oh, me Oh, yeah, that came back. Yeah. We even at one point, um, we talk about uh, intelligent design, you know, the debate between uh, whether uh, Darwinism of evolution or was there intelligent design. And I say, no, we believe in intelligent design, and uh, but we don't think that God created the earth in six days by himself. We think he probably had an indel- intelligent design team. And then Jerry and I play these designers who are designing men and women. And not agreeing on the way we should proceed with the genitals. Yes. <laughs> and not how agreeing. pregnancy and birth and all that stuff works. Not um, fair to women. Essentially. I mean, a, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so there is, there is a, th- there's a thread that goes through, but there's a, quite a bit of variety in the show as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the interesting thing. You were talking about specifically when you did, did this show in Oakville. Yes. And you had a crowd that, that very much related to this material. And they were like, that's my life. I've had exactly, my, yeah. my parents are sick, you know, whatever it was. The Fringe is interesting because The Fringe does have this very strong, you know, youth present. There's that side yeah. of the coin. Uh, there's a lot of the people are, you know, there's a message buried in a lot of these shows. There's a lot of people yeah. tackling political awareness and social issues and all yeah. that stuff. For you guys, who is, do you even have one sort of quote unquote ideal audience member? Or do you hope that even people who haven't lived these things yet can walk away and learn something from it too? Do you know, interesting question, because we asked ourselves before the Oakville preview shows that we did in March, we thought, will younger people be able to see the comedy in this if they right. haven't actually experienced it? But there was one night when we had about 70 uh, theater students from Sheridan come out to the show. They went wild for it. Yeah. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, it was either, now I finally get why my mom's acting crazy all yeah. the time. They, yeah, they thought we were making fun of their parents, which they thought was hilarious. So they uh, saw yeah, that yeah. behavior, yeah. you know, even though you know, they're not using reading glasses yet, but they know it's coming for them, I yeah. think. So they see the comedy. So we don't think there is an ideal age. We think this is relatable enough that if you are not going through the issue, you've seen an older relative going through it yeah, and it yeah. shed some light on the darkness. It's coming for you, folks. It's coming. Well, and that's the thing. And I remember that turning point in life where kind of, you know, when you're younger, you see these your parents as just these infallible giants, right? And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't wait till I'm there because they have life all figured out. And then you get to sort of be at a parallel with them the older you get and the older they get where kind of you become equals and you realize, oh, they're just people screwing up on a daily basis too and they haven't yes. figured out anything they're that's just exactly. older you know and we never figure it out i yeah. think that's such an epiphany around middle age where you're like oh my god i thought when i hit 30 or 40 or 50 i was going to have it all figured out and then the bottom <laughs> end of the roller coaster is i'm never going to figure it out that's right yes <laughs> it just kind of keeps going <laughs> just oh my god yes i think we'll get we're going to get into more uh, middle age at the toronto fringe when we come back from break and maybe we'll get a little preview sure. of what you can yeah. experience at the show we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto Hey, this is Nikki Nasrallah, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. People try to put us to death. 
cars we get around Talking about my generation Things ain't do look awful Talking about my generation I hope I die before I get old Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I love that Hakeem is the sponsor. Do right. You, do you want to know why? Why is that, Jerry Hall? So people tell you that when you get older, eventually everyone will need the reading glasses. Yes. But they make it sound like it's going to be this gradual thing where it's like, don't worry, you'll know when you're ready. I call BS because it literally happened. You know that movie Blindness with Julianne Moore? Yes. I went from like having 20-20 vision to in the middle of a sentence, I could not see the faces of my children. <laughs> I panicked. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I can't see. I'm blind. I'm blind. And the doctor was like, no, it's just you need your reading glasses now. You're that age. And I was like, what do you mean? There was no warning. I'm like, I cannot see my own hand. And he said, welcome to your 40s. No one warns <laughs> yeah. you. No one prepares yeah. you for this. Welcome to your 40s. Here are your Your glasses. eyes can't have it all. It's like optical. <laughs> but they can have attractive frames and lenses that are right for your lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we just got renewed for another year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's true. Is there some, like... Is there some 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 satisfaction in the, you know a lot of the stuff that you're talking about in middle age a lot of the things that do the trials and tribulations of adulthood and marriage and child raising and kids and all that stuff is there some sort of sense of comfort that comes with okay now I've lived some of this you know you have that sort of wisdom I, I almost hate to say wisdom because that slaps <laughs> no, no, I love saying you know? wisdom yeah I try to tell my kids I'm very very wise but you know I remember when you know I had some life stuff going on that I was talking about in stand-up a few years ago and, and Rob Trick who of course is a friend of the show he said oh you know you this is great though you have access to all of these experiences that these 21 yeah. year old open micers don't have which might be true but it was small comfort at the time well I, I uh, one of my other side gigs is I teach in the comedy comedy program at Humber College right. and one of the one of the first things I find with the 20, 21 year old uh, kids I'm teaching is uh, I say, well, you got to pull on your life experience. And it's like, mm, I don't have any. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's really hard. I said, well, um, you know, say to this, say to a guy, well, we'll just get like an argument that you've had with your girlfriend and make that into a schedule. Well, I, I've never had a girlfriend, you know? Yeah. So, it's like, so it's like, well, we've lived plenty. And, you know, so all of that stuff works its way. In. You do have a richness of life experiences, but the bitter irony is that as an older performer, less opportunity yeah. to find the vehicle to explore that, which yeah, again, true. which is why this show has been so fun for us because yeah. we just get to say what we're feeling that's right you're sort of beholden less you know to anybody else it's just sort of we're doing this for ourselves we're creating that's this right. for ourselves and this is what we want to express that you might not be able to get to do on television or at this well that's a that, great you know. thing about the fringe i mean that word fringe can mean a lot of things but one of the things it means is there's nobody in charge we yeah. do our own show so there's no overlord saying oh you can't say that or you can't do this or whatever we it's up to us what we do. So and to be clear, when one of the networks here buys this as an amazing hit oh, TV then, show, then we'll they'll recast they like. us as 20-year-old actors. <laughs> that's right, yes. yes. There'll be a 20-year-old baby playing me. Get me playing a 20-year-old Jerry Hall, please. Yeah, that's yes. great. It's almost this underlying theme of like, well, this show is about how, you know, we got to that point where we've seen behind the curtain and... Uh, the, there, there is no, there is no wizard. No, there's no wizard. There's, <laughs> there's just nothing there. Spanks oh, that's and so praying. dark. That's so dark. <laughs> praying. I was counting on a wizard. But it is interesting how you, and I mean, I'm sure you both know this in your own careers in comedy. You know, 
Gary, you were talking about how when you're a younger comic starting out, the stuff you're talking about, because you don't have all those things that you yeah. can relate to an audience. So your comedy will start out very reference and very pop culture heavy right. and very, this is oh, a parody of this, you know? Yeah. And then you find your own voice and you sort of settle into your own life and then your comedy becomes about that. Yes, just your own sure. experience and playing that off of other people. So I guess that's a big part of what this show is about as well, right? Absolutely. It's so cathartic. It's, uh, it's, we don't, we, like Gary said, we try to tell our families that this show is not about them. It's not them. It's not, it, it's you a, didn't say it's that. It's about them. Yes. It's, a, it's a little bit about them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or where it could be about them if, if we don't start going to the keg more often. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It almost has to be, right? It has that's, to. that's what you're bringing to the table. I think if there is, you know, and again, Toronto Fringe is unique in that most of the shows that happen there, there's almost this unspoken thing of like everything has a message. There's yeah. not a theme to the whole fest, but everything there has some sort oh, yeah. of take home. That's true. For you guys, what would that be if you had to, I'm not going to say like elevator pitch, but if you guys had to go middle raged, we want to get this across. This is what it's about. What would that be? There's no point, folks. No, no. <laughs> You're doomed. Time is finite. You're doomed, people. I, uh, for me, it's more, <laughs> it's more the idea that I thought I would be prepared for the challenges that life throws at you after 40. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. It's a gong show. It's a hot mess. And it's awesome and yes. hilarious. Yeah. It's so undignified and raw. Yeah, we're, and not, uh, we're not trying to save uh, the environment or there's there is no great uh, greater good going on here but we hope that people come see their life reflected laugh about it and uh, feel a little bit better when they leave i and, guess yeah i think people do i think they come away thinking oh that's exactly how i feel and it must be okay because everybody else everybody is feeling else this feels too that way that's too. right it's coming yeah. to that point in life where you realize that it's not always just one big win after another it's just life no. is a complete you know sliding scale at all times yeah. you know? and I think like in the Facebook world we only see these snapshots of everyone's yeah. most perfect moments that's right kids are graduating with honors look at this amazing cake I just baked you look at other people's lives and think wow they They're got it. it they, they got, got it together yeah. or you drive through Rosedale and you see BM tell like, wow these people have got it that's figured right. out yeah. no one's got it figured out no. you project the life that you want to sell to people and that's it now now I just right. want to listen to like, is that all there is by Peggy Lee and just tuck into a ball in the corner. Can, can we do that? <laughs> That'll be the rest I of the show. I brought some gin in my flask. There we yeah. go. Gin and Peggy Lee. We'll be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Giuseppe the MC, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. To Inside Jokes Canada, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We, of course, have Jerry Hall and Gary Pearson in studio with us. Hello. Hi. The duo behind Middle Raged, taking place at this year's Toronto Fringe Festival. Uh, Middle Raged, it's about 
the the cocktail of tragedy and triumph that is middle yes. age, right? Yes, thank you for the triumph. <laughs> Best served with cocktails. Yes. Best served yes. with cocktails. Yes. The, the highs and lows of adulthood. Uh, that, and we were talking earlier in the show that not just, you know, obviously this is this is a show that a lot of people coming out to watch it at the Fringe can relate to themselves, but hopefully some of the younger audience too can look at that and go, oh, that's that's what my parents have had to deal with this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. empathize a little Let's bit maybe. Let's get those little bastards on <laughs> to understand something. Yeah. And we do have, we, we wanted to give our audience uh, tonight on 640 just a little taste of what they can experience We'd at love Toronto to. Fringe, sure. right? Of what, what they can see at Middle Rage. Sure. Just a little teaser. I think maybe uh, one of the things we talked about is that all the ladies of my age are into Outlander. There's Diana Gabaldon books and then the Steamy series. So we wrote this sketch based on Outlander. All right. All right. Here we go. Jamie. Jamie, where are you? Jamie. Claire, I'm coming, Claire. Where are you? I'm in the Highlands. Come I'm to me. in the, this bog. I'll be right there, Claire. Come to Claire. me, my love. Ah, Claire. I have traveled back oh. through the stones of time to the 1740s to be with you, my Scottish warrior. Take me now. Ah, we, Sassanac. I would let no man or no army stand between me and ye, my Claire. Take me now, Jamie, for I fear that British soldiers will soon approach and throw you into irons, my All love. Right, let me just rip this bodice off you then. Oh, I'll just yes. have to rip roll it. up the rim here. Rip and it off me. Take little it. little loose moose about the hoose. Uh, and if it's uh, not Scottish, it's crap. And, uh, okay, um, Gary, honey, uh, you lost the accent here. Uh, I'm sorry. Why, why can't you do this for me? I role play Spock for you every well, Tuesday. I, I, I've never even seen Outlander, so I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I, I can't get into this if I don't believe that you are my Scottish rogue. You never last for more than 30 seconds. Are we still talking about the accent there? or? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. just give me another try. I, I, okay. Okay. okay, you're Claire. I'm yes. Jamie. Let's go, go. This. Yeah, I got sexy, it. All right. Come All right. on, let's sexy. do this. Here we go. Hey, here we go, here we All go. Right. Jamie, we have neither coin nor estate, but it does not matter, for we have each other. Hi. For they're always taking me lucky charms. What? Tweedly-deedly-deedly-dee. Oh, my God. Okay, now you're doing leprechaun. I don't Stop. know what don't I'm doing. Don't do that. All right. That does not ah. arouse my nether regions. Okay. Forget it. Let's just... Let's watch CNN um, or something. Captain, uh, I'm pushing it as hard as I can, but I cannot change the laws of physics. What the hell was that? Um, Scotty from Star Trek? Close enough. Put oh, the kill all right, back okay, on. Uh, Get it kill back, back on. on. Let's okay. do this. Oh, okay. Captain, I'm pushing the engine. It's got it to warp one. Oh. Warp two, Captain. Oh. oh, I hope we don't have a meltdown. It's warp oh, three. Captain, warp four. Oh, Captain, so it's warp five. <laughs> Gary, what just happened? Oh, I uh, prematurely fired my photon torpedoes. Okay. <laughs> Middle raged at the Toronto Fringe, everybody. Wait, can rehearsing. You, can you We're, say that on the radio? I prematurely fired my photon torpedoes. I <laughs> will be honest. That's never come up. I don't think in the history of this show. So what? This is as good a time as any to okay. find out. I feel I know. like Let's you know. We'll answers. learn. We'll learn together. <laughs> okay. 
How did this work rehearsing this show, by the way? Were you doing it at home and your kids were like, what are you doing in the on the back that patio? That is yeah. exactly. I have uh, five-year-old twins. Okay. So Gary and I are trying to rehearse scenes like that, that when you see them in person are a little bit physical. And my twins would walk in and say, Mommy, what are you doing with Mr. Gary? Yeah. <laughs> so we had yeah. to explain the Mommy makes pretend for a living and go watch TV. Yes, and my kids just find everything. They're older, but they just find everything I do incredibly embarrassing. So my my 17-year-old son is a hockey player, and Jerry and I have done some performing uh, for the hockey team as a fundraiser and stuff, and his friends think we're hilarious, but he does not. (laughs) He just (laughs) finds me embarrassing. Because it's built into the human code to be repulsed at the idea of your parents having sex. Or or even having a life, never mind. (laughs) You know, they just see it as uh, part of their own orbit, I think. I like to picture that my mom and dad were like Ken and Barbie dolls, where it's just that smooth oh yeah smooth yeah. crotch with mm-hmm. no business happening no, there and course. then love and magic made us yes. come here there yeah you, you don't want your parents to be actually you know well-rounded three-dimensional human beings no, you just want them to be these figureheads because yeah. then how do you put them in the home if you see them as whole <laughs> yes, yes. that's right you, you have to be brutal later on so it's best not to make big attachments yeah don't do it don't bond too yeah. much how, how bizarre is that by the way i mean not having you know neither of you have what you might call a traditional job you know balancing parenthood versus a life in comedy i mean how do your kids see any part of that at school or is it just sort of like eh, my kids are too young they've seen me in a couple of tv shows uh, kid shows i don't let them see the other stuff Uh, but they saw me in a couple of kid shows and said wow mommy was that dinosaur behind you real they're at that sweet age (laughs) i need to teach them more i think and i drive my kids around town and i show them a beautiful home and i say you see that place a lawyer or a doctor lives there. And then uh, we drive by a shack. I said, there's someone who lives in the arts. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, make your, uh, I'll draw your own conclusions there, kids. Yeah. Stay yeah. in school, everybody. Yeah, stay, in, stay school. in school. Do what you wish, but just so you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is where that leads. Well, we wouldn't trade it for anything because we can't really do anything else. No. So are, there you go. You we know. have no other life I'd, skills. We would yeah. starve to death in the wild. Yeah, I can't do math. Uh, so here we are. No. That's right. Those those who stay in comedy, the the few sea turtles that survive the swim out. Yes, just, that's all there is now. Yeah, it's just I, part of I you. consider myself uh, the Joe Biden of Canadian comedy. I'm <laughs> yeah. old. I'm white. I'm irrelevant. But I won't go away. And I'm the Kamala Harris. I'm <laughs> mad, and I'm going to fix this because there's still time. Well, you're yeah, and you are younger, so yeah. you can pull the Kam- Kamala Harris. There you go. Yeah. Both both probably good taglines for middle aged. By the way, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to come back with more middle rage at toronto fringe and find out when and where you can go watch the show as all of you should we'll be back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto hi i'm don Prey, and you're listening to inside jokes on 640 oh yeah now back to inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto
Welcome back, Toronto. You are tuned into Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That was the Beatles with The Long and Winding Road. And I think a whole bunch of us just chose our own funeral songs. Because <laughs> that's a good one. If someone hasn't taken it in your life, we are that. all very sad now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking middle raged, of course, appearing at this year's Toronto Fringe Festival with Jerry Hall and Gary Pearson, a dynamic duo in Canadian comedy, tackling all of the the trials and tribulations of adulthood and middle age. Uh, if we've established uh, anything during this show, well, we, I think we've covered some good ground, mm-hmm. but it's 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 hard to have sex when you're married <laughs> and we're all going to die. That's, I think, really the underlying theme yeah. of tonight's episode. Yeah. If you walk away with anything, folks, there should be a loss of hope. <laughs> That's right. right. I don't see no, how it could be no. hard to have sex if you're not actually having sex. How could that be difficult? That's no, true. hard to yeah. keep it spicy. Yes. Hard to keep it spicy yeah. or frequent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you played the Beatles and uh, we could do our Beatles scene now. It doesn't take very long. Oh. I think that's fantastic. Okay, and gonna, then we'll, we'll tell people yeah, where they can see I'm this. We'll do it right now. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Yes. That's it. <laughs> and then I walk away. When you see it in person, it's really good. Yeah. It's really strong. <laughs> That's it. And then catch you guys next year's Fringe Divorce the Musical. There you that go. Featuring that number. <laughs> yeah. Middle Raged is, of course, uh, it's happening at this year's Toronto Fringe. You guys are playing at the Robert Gill Theater here in central Toronto. Uh yes. Right on College Street near the U of T bookstore. It's when the you same find building it. as the U of T it bookstore. It is. It is. Yeah, just, it is that near to it. July 9, 10, 11, and 12. No, 9, 11, 12, oh, and 13. 9, 11, 12, and 13. Come see it. Yeah, you can go to the Fringe Toronto website. You can go to middle-rage.com for a link to those tickets. Yeah. We would love to have you out. It really is such a fun show. It's a joy to perform. And we're hoping a bunch of people will come see yeah. us at Fringe. Jerry's very good in it, and I stand near her. Oh. <laughs> so it all works out. That's so sweet. You and always say the right thing. And it's a lot of real life that went into this. Because at the Fringe, yeah. you could see some wonderfully bizarre things. Uh, yes. You know, after you watch a man go eat light bulbs yeah. in, in a craft brewery, you could come and watch Middle Raged at the yeah. Robert Gill Theater. Right? If you need me to eat a light bulb to come to the Fringe show, <laughs> count me in. All right, I've done worse. Do yeah, you, we're also going to Edmonton later. I know you've got some right. listeners out there, so we're going to be at the Edmonton Fringe in August. I hope uh, Edmonton will come out and see us there. We're Which at the Westbury a, out there, is yes, that right? That's yeah, yeah, gorgeous theater. We're super excited. Edmonton, come see our Fringe show. And Edmonton Fringe is, of course, a huge one. Do not miss Middle Raged here in Toronto at Toronto Fringe, and if you're in Edmonton, Go see them there. And of course, thank you for keeping it tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Up next, it's the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. Hey, this is Jerry Hall. And Gary Pearson. We're from Middle Raged, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640, 640 Toronto. Toronto. Hi, this is Jerry Hall, one of the two people who stars in Middle Raged. The other one's Gary Pearson. Say hi. Hello. There he is. Middle Raged is a two-person sketch show about life at middle age. And Gary and I did some Googling on how to promote this thing. Apparently, makeup tutorials are all the rage. They get tons of hits on the YouTube. So I'm going to do a quick little contouring lesson while I tell you about the show. Life at middle age. 
Imagine a show that explores the indignities of aging without grace. I mean, I can't imagine, right? Imagine a show that explores the challenges of keeping it spicy in the bedroom, right? Now, with the blush, you're gonna wanna just rub it in until it looks okay again. All right, but look at my rosy glow returning. The way your rosy glow is gonna return from laughing nonstop, go to fringetoronto.com and just click on the middle rage tag. You will see a show with so much fresh-based comedy <laughs> better than this.